You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. Good morning, Alan Aguirre, host of the Chameleon Church Show. You're watching the Chameleon Church Show for Tuesday, November 2nd. It's, and I do this, I know I do this every couple of weeks, but my goodness, when, when I was, and I, you know, and I always say this, (laughs) when I was a touring musician, you would leave, you would leave home, I don't know, like March and you'd come back in November and you were like, you were wondering what happened to the whole year. Well, Buddy, you spent it traveling all over the country and playing and blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, I'm a homebody now because I'm, I'm an older guy. I, but even then I was a homebody because, you know, when you spend how many months out of the year, literally in clubs and bars and festivals and in the public and out, out and about, you just want to go home. Hey, I just got back from being out and about, uh, my wife and I. So our wedding anniversary is in October. And uh, we normally try to go to Manhattan because I'm that guy. I go to Manhattan for vacation, and um, we we we're not we can't go to Manhattan. I mean, we could, but you know. So, and I hadn't been to the beach in, since August of last year, and I didn't even like go to the beach. I just I was at the beach, but I didn't go to the beach. I don't even know how long it's been since Christina was at the beach. So we thought. Let's go to Florida. Let's go to Florida. We have friends and family there. And uh, let's go, like, do the beach. And we did. We did the beach. Oh, my door's open and my dog's barking. And um, and so we did that. And then now uh, we thought, you know, and then on the way back, we'll stop and uh, see the daughter and the son-in-law and the granddaughter. So that's what we did. And we had a good time. And um, slept in my own bed the night before and woke up with a totally crooked neck. <sighs> And then, you know, with the grandson, uh, we had a little sleepover last night. So uh, I'm tired and I need to get up and close my doors. So in the meantime, since I got to do that, hold on. Say hi to everybody. Morning, everybody. How you doing? Good morning. Nice good morning. Welcome back. Hi, Chris. Hey, hey, good to see you. What's up, boys? Chris, we you made you it back. We missed you, Alan. Wasn't the same. You sure? Because according to Tim, they came for me, but they stayed for the rabbi. And I'm sure they're trying to find a replacement for that guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, hey, so uh, when I imagine change your name to Snake. I don't know. Yeah, now, right? So I was in the ocean and it was fun. So I did a, lot, I did a bunch of surf fishing. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's when you walk out into the surf thigh high and you just cast a three ounce weight, that's weight as far as you can with a big old hunk and thick surf rod. And then you catch fish. And I did. I was catching fish. I was fishing the fish, as so Joel says. So you said you were going to the beach. That's not the beach in Manhattan. Right. We didn't get to New York at all. That's called Rockaway Beach. You know the mm-hmm. ones? Yeah, no, we didn't do that. We were in Florida. And it was crazy because I, I mentioned that we were in Florida. And, of course, I got hammered uh, publicly and privately because we know a lot of people in Florida. Florida was one of our markets. 
for our music. Uh, one of our bigger, one of our big, we had like six or seven major mar main markets and that was one of them. So there's people all over, hey, come and see us. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I'm actually not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to know that I'm here. Uh, even though I went, hey, Florida. But anyway, uh, I did get to see a couple of people only because it was literally right there and they, they were in that town. But I, I bypassed a bunch of people like all over the place. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. Okay, the big question, how was the food? We ate a lot. <laughs> we went out a lot and ate. so we didn't so we decided to do not we didn't we were going to take the trailer we just talked about this we talked about taking the travel trailer in the sequoia but it wasn't that kind of a trip this was a cross country get there as fast as you can so we could spend the time there you know it was it wasn't about the journey it was about the destination and it was easier to do that in the in the fiat you know zip in and out wham, 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 wham. and so we did and we have a it's not a tiny fiat obviously it's a bigger than tiny fiat but anyway um the food. Well, you know, my wife likes seafood and I don't. And so we ate a lot. She ate a lot of seafood on the beach, you know, with the water, like literally right there, you know, lapping at her toes. And, um, yeah, it was good. I did eat an amazing, um, what was it? Where was it? It was in Key Largo. We went to, uh, for lunch and I had like this, it was like a burrito thing. It was so good. I think I posted about it too. It was really good. Um, I only went to Jack in a box once. Really? <laughs> you believe that? We don't have Jack in a box here in the Salt Lake. Didn't you? Nah, you weren't around any Tommies on the way back. Huh? No, not 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 even nowhere close. In fact, we drove away from Tommies. We were as far away from Tommies as you can get. Yeah. I mean, Key West is pretty far. That's like way down there. Yeah. So um, Key West was, I think, you know, overrated, but you know. I'm glad we went down there and stuff. It was fun. You to really, you can't really enjoy the beach in key in the keys unless you're in a boat, and uh, that's the way to do it. But we did we did hook up with the in laws. They just have they have a brand new Airbnb uh, in the Panhandle, and so we went checked it out and got to spend the weekend with our in laws. And they took us on a boat uh, fishing trip, you know, on a guided fishing guided fishing boat trip thing, you know, saltwater. And kick butt. I was catching fish left and right. I don't know. I caught a bunch of freaking fish. There's <laughs> a lot of fish. And um, yeah, caught some white sea trout, which they ate for dinner. Well, I, I had a steak, a good steak. But um, you know what is interesting? The, the, the gas the gas price around the country. You know, that's that's interesting. We want to thank, uh, uh, let's go, Brandon, all the way to the gas pump. Thank you for uh, doubling our gas prices there, uh, Brandon. Yeah, I said it. I have no problem. Thank you guys. You're nowhere near where we're at. So I know. Well, we're, at, we're like, a, we're like I, uh Smith's gas station. 402. I think for premium. Try 545. Oh man. For premium premium. No, no. I'm looking at unleaded. Okay. Well, there's three, right? The, the, the three gauges of, right. Yeah, they were 495. Now we're 545, 570, and it goes up to six. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I put I put the cover over the motorhome. Forget it. <laughs> It'd be 180 bucks to fill it up. Dang. <laughs> that's that's a lot. That's that's crazy. Well, you know, let's go Biden. I mean Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, let's go. Hey, it's cheaper than flying, right? Yeah, nope. it was. It was. Avala Airlines out of here now. Brand new airlines, twenty nine bucks to Burbank. Yeah, I heard about that. 
You were telling me about that. They're, they're, now they're going into Utah. They're flying out of Salt Lake City. Wow. You were telling you me that. Go into Burbank, though. Everything, Burbank is their hub. So it's yeah. kind of nice. I really like that. That's easy. Yeah, it is cheaper than flying. And uh, my wife would let me take my mask off on occasion <laughs> without threatening me. As long as the window is down. What's that? As long as the window is down. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Dude, we walked into, uh, where were we? On the way back home from Texas, we walked into, uh, I think we were in Colorado. And we decided we were going to go get some... Uh, Chinese food or something and we walked in and there's like nobody's in there there's a table as soon as you walk in it was like, and we're like oh there's you know dine out only and we didn't call it in because we didn't know you know and um, the girl behind the counter she came out she was absolutely terrified to talk to us to even get near us to, to take our order and we were like you know what we're going to go somewhere else this girl was so terrified it was like I'm not I'm not going to not going to feed into that. I'm not going to do that. Nope. But you know what? Florida's open. Texas is open, but you know, Dallas is turning blue. So the city that's, that's a little weird. Yikes. We were, it's, it's just, it's just, well, We're going to see some blowback today with the elections, hopefully, with the <laughs> governor race. Yeah, that's, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Something, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we should probably change the topic before we say Yes, before we, we go off the rails. We shouldn't say, yeah. So, I don't have any new adverts. I just got home, so I haven't made any new adverts. I do want to make one. Here's here's one I do want to do. I want to do, like, a, like a little... I don't know. I want to. I want to explain to people about Rosh Kodesh, the new moon, and first fruits giving. Whether you give to us or not, is that's not the point. The point is isn't send us your money. No, the point is you need to be giving. And here's why we don't tithe. I explain that in this book. And um, here's why we don't tithe per se, because the tithe belongs to the Levite. It flat out says that, and I guarantee you, your pastor is not a Levite. And nor does he replace the Levite because he's a pastor. That's just complete BS that they made up to uh, take your money. So, um, yeah, so we want to explain why. Here's why we don't tithe. Here's why we give first fruits and offerings and why we do it on Rosh Kodesh. And, um, and so I want to do like an advert for that with a little like you know, a little micro video thing. So I'm, I'm going to do that. Haven't got around to doing that. Like I said, I've been home for 36 hours. And yesterday I was hammered yesterday with orders. And then I had to go and rescue Julian from uh, school because he had a cough. You know, you can't have a cough nowadays. Anyway, it's weird. Anyway, um, busy day yesterday. All bunch of orders are going to go out this morning. And um we're at the top. We're it's almost uh, top of the hour here. Let's let's since we don't have any like adverts, here's what we can do. Um, one second. My wait wife for it. My, wait no, for it. What's that? Wait for it. Yeah, no, it's my wife. Um, uh, I have it here. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, so. So, um, no new adverts. So instead, 
Thank you and welcome all you new viewers that are uh, been joining us in the last four or five weeks because of the rude awakening. Um, that that was. Thank you for being here. Had a bunch of new faces last night. There's a bunch of new faces and names today. Thank you for being here. This is called the Chameleon Church Show. My name is Alan Aguirre. I'm your host coming to you live and direct from the Wasatch back up in northern Utah. Lenny Parada is our, 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 our co-host. He's a vineyard or ex. Oh, you're still a vineyard pastor. He actually married my wife and I back in the 80s. And Chris Rosentrader, uh, former drummer, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Dear brother, you're up in the Seattle area, um, and you're not a pastor or anything. Were you, used to, were you an elder or something? What, 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 Chris, what do you do, and why are you here? <laughs> Tell us, what do you do here? Who are you? Um, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm not an elder at the moment, but I was for the last four years at my church. I'm still at the church, just taking a break and doing my own I don't know if I'm officially a pastor, but running small groups and meeting one-on-one -on -one with, with other pastors and a lot of musicians or leaders in the church. And so, yeah, my heart's for the church. My heart's for leaders. My heart's for you, Alan. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, we appreciate having you around. Uh, we, we, I like the dynamic. I like the, uh, the dynamic that we have here. It's, it's a good thing. Um, what else? So, since we don't have any adverts and we are going to be making some new ones for you, hey, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, ring the little bell, uh, leave a comment, a nice one. If it's a bad one, Lenny, what's your email again? I hate Alan at LennyParada.com, something like that. There you go. Uh, and if you, if you have good emails, you can send them to feedback at E2I or info at Chameleon Church dot com e2i series dot com um and then uh, if you do it to the e2i series Alyssa, who you meet on monday nights will will help you out there and um we are wrapping up updating the facebook we're doing some updates to the facebook not content wise but just anyway uh so we're going to be doing a new run of that soon uh so that's gonna that's keeping us busy and for our we have a patreon group e2is uh, patreon.com forward slash e2is and we are going to be creating a patreon only torah portions weekly study that i'm going to be doing uh it'll be two-tiered the uh the initial tier seven dollar tier will get like a 15 20 minute break breakdown of it and then the other two tiers will get the uh like the 30 plus minute breakdown of it anyway pretty excited about that yeah, lots of stuff. See, that's, and that's the thing about, and I kind of mentioned last night, kind of uh, one of the things that's really fun about being able to leave like we did is being able to sit there and hash out with your wife uh, what, you know, the, the, you know, the strategies and the downloads that the Holy Spirit has uh, for this ministry going forward, you know, next steps, how to grow it how to meet the needs of the, uh, the resources of, to, to those that are here. Um, cause we, we do consider ourselves a, a, an equipping ministry and we, and, well, it's, it's act, it's an actual ministry. It's weird. Me saying that is kind of weird, but it's an equipping ministry. We want to be able to, how do we, how can we equip you better? So that's where, Hey, Rosh Kadesh is coming this weekend. This weekend is going to be a new moon and, 
Uh, a lot of us are already involved with first fruits giving. They give to Chameleon Church. That's how we get to pay for all this kind of stuff. And um, I know we're not buying like cars and boats and stuff like that. Uh, we're just running them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a plane. Um, anyway, um, and we have to give. We, we give to Israel first. We, you know, we explain all that in the Facebook, but giving is important. God says to test them on it and Every instance of blessing comes with our giving of our money and our first fruits and things of that nature. It's just a scriptural, what's the word? Principle. Principle, you know? And it's like, people are so afraid of it. It's really weird how freaked out people are about giving. And when people talk about giving, I think it's, I think it's weird. Well, that's because, well, most broke people are weird about that. So, but that's. I want to hear about that, but I also, I'm really interested to hear what, uh, what you felt. I mean, you're soaking it up for two weeks where you're thinking the ministry is going or where, where like next couple of years, where's your heart at? What the Lord do with you and Christina's heart? Right. Um, very interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like, there's a bigger picture that I'm going to wait to talk about because I don't want to, that's like probably three to five years. And um, we've been talking about it for the last six months or so. But that has to do with travel and, you know, blah, stuff like that. Um, we think, you know, we've, and we've kind of mentioned it that we think something's going to snap or snap or something's going to snap in June pretty much. And, and that's when we're having our Holy Spirit conference, our Shavuot slash Pentecost slash Holy Spirit conference. It's uh, in June of next year here in Utah. I think it's going to be here in Utah. We're still trying to figure that out. You know, there's not a lot of Christians here in Utah. So that means there's not a lot of Christian retreat centers around here. And uh, there's, I think, only one. And I think they don't like us. And so they're not really calling us back. And then the rest of them are LDS. And uh, I don't know how we're going to break into that. I have an idea. But so we're not sure. Um, unless you know of something, Lenny, that... <laughs> I mean, do we actually have to go buy something and then create a, re a retreat center? And, a, and, a, and I mean, there's, we're right. So those are the type of things we're talking about. But in the meantime, um, where do we want to be? Well, I've, I've said it before. I, I would like to be at least 50 to 75% of where Root Awakenings ministry is at, you know, that type of content, that type of outreach, that type of um, reach. Um I mean, I think, we're, I mean, there's, there's an actual model. I think I shared it with you. It's a picture that, that Lance Wall now whiteboard. Did I ever send that to you, Chris? Uh, we've talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's an actual model funnel model that Lance Wall now talks about in his private, um, on his Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no, but, um, and so we've been following that and we're, we're on, you know, that's what we're following. And, and so that the, the lives, the live stream stuff that we do, I think is a big piece of it because we're able to reach a lot of people quickly with a message, with information, with content, with instruction, with teaching, with, re with, with equipping resources. Um, and it's also a vehicle, I mean, not to be weird, but it is a marketing vehicle for the, the books, the resources and stuff, simply because travel has been um, interrupted and they want to interrupt it even more. Uh, so, you know, there, so yeah, so we're, 
we're just little, you know, little things like that. We, we definitely want to, so we, we, we have a, a thing on band that I mention every once in a while. We want to start doing some, um, we're calling it Project Issachar, where we can provide resources when it comes to like maybe canning and jamming. And I live in Utah, and I think based on the, on, on the Mormon Church, their people have to have at least a year's worth of prep food and supplies and like that that you of course buy from the Mormon Church because you know it's pretty well greased and oiled machine uh business machine um the mormon churches but so yeah project Issachar, and we're going to be doing that over there over on band and uh some of our little smaller outlets because it's uh, it's just yeah but then you know things like that and um you know i'm very excited about the the new um torah portion study weekly study that's going to be cool little things like that uh and and new music new music definitely Ooh. excited about that i think you know because we started over with the field manual last night i bought myself a year uh, and so that's a good thing because then I, I i i was i was getting i was like doing this and i was like Ugh, i got it okay and so that's exciting and um new music that'd be that'll be that'll be a nice thing and a good and an additional addition, an additional resource, because a lot of these book people and speaker people don't have that piece. Well, we do. We have that piece, and it's a pretty darn good piece, if I do say so myself. I want to help in that department. Uh, I'd like for you to help in that department. In fact, all right, cool. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I don't know if that answered your question. It did to some extent, but um, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, talking with my wife in the last couple of weeks, it, uh, what's the word? We're also always supposed to be walking as close to the Lord as we can. And as he's called us to, and when we do that, we have discernment. And I think the, the last two years has been a distraction for many, including me to get my eyes on other things. And then you start talking about what are we doing? What are we doing? And losing that daily. So I think God, God wants to download. He wants to show us what to do and where to go. And I think the, the last two years, especially of rather than looking at what, what we may have lost or what's changed. I mean, that's a given change is a given, but God is setting up all kinds of opportunity and all kinds of places he wants us to pursue and go to that, that we need extra, extra reliance on him. And I think in this season, the, the trouble for, for the temptation is to recede. And, and then, so we lose, lose already what he's supposed to, what he wants to show us and lead us to. And, but even now is even greater. He wants to release even greater discernment and, downloading for us to see see where where he wants to go where we need to go where yeah uh, so I'm, I'm just fascinated by the question especially when you get away for two weeks at a yeah for me a lot of times after I, when i unplug from the normal routine which it, with yeah. the normal routine is checking email at 9 30 it's i find that's oftentimes when god speaks to me or he's always speaking it's when i can listen and so i'm yeah. just really fascinated by 
what your experience is. Yeah, I, I love being able to get away because it's it's almost like, you know, when you're in a, in a plane and you break through the clouds, whoosh, that, mm-hmm. that whoosh, you have a, I, it's, it's so much, you know, you can see the forest. And because you're above it, you can see the forest. You have a higher viewpoint, a higher perspective on what's going on. And so, I mean, literally, um, you know, like Tim and Jason, they, they, you know, I was just like, I, I got a bunch of notes, you know, <laughs> just creating, you know, he's downloading and I'm hashing it out with Christina and I'm typing it down. We've got like literal bullet points. Here's what we got to do. Here's how it's got to be done. The problem is we, we uh, it's like, it's like, it's like a band. I need a drummer. I need a guitarist. I need a bass player. I can't just be the singer doing karaoke. So there's, there's, you know, we got, we got to find the resources. We got to find the people. We got to find the people with the abilities that, you know, um, you know, those type that, that stuff kicks in. I can't do it all by myself. I never, I never said I could never want to, but there, there's things that have to kick in. There's, you know, video and audio and graphic design and things of that nature. So part of it is, Oh, I, Oh, see, cause see, as, as you know, I've done this already. I've done this already with the music thing. I know exactly what has to happen and, and how to do it, but it requires people. It requires a team mm-hmm. and unless you have, you know, uh, you know, readily available finances. It's hard to find people that want to team, you know, you know what I'm saying? Sweat equity or, or whatever, you know, you know, so there's, there, those are those type challenges, but yeah, we, we have a, an absolute plan well thought out plan it's outlined and we're going to start implementing it and we're going to start implementing it to the best of our ability with the resources that we do have i don't have a studio i don't well i have a recording studio i mean i i could you know we need i'd like to see an office office space you'll get it out of the house you know i need more room for the books and the stock and you know little things like that those are all you know all the practicalities all the you know what what so we're What's the name? Remember the guy? It's it's that guy that ran into that you know encountered David. Well, he went and intercepted David and said, "What?" When David was fleeing Jerusalem, I forgot what his name is. I always do, but he was like he funded David's um, exile. Finding you know finding those people are, are difficult. God sends them your way, so we're just waiting. You know we're 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 working on that alignment for those people to be able to be brought in to partner with us to go forward bigger. You know, I mean we're we're going forward regardless. You know, it's just you know sometimes it's easier when you can buy two tacos instead of one. <laughs> you know, um, it's just you know little, little things like that. I mean I, I don't want to bore anybody, but that, to me that's exciting. I know you like that stuff. I mean. But not everybody digs that stuff, but yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's part, the, the excitement, the, the, a lot of the excitement is the details, the logistics of putting the pieces together, you know, not just, oh, here's, here's my house, but no, putting, building it, you know, putting it together. The, I, I'm, I, I'm fascinated by that. I know that's exciting. That's, that's the exciting pieces, but it, uh, I think the thing that's never going away, which touches on your giving to others is, is the benevolence feeding the hungry piece. Yeah. Like economics, if, if it seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better, there's going to be people right. that have basic needs, even locally where I'm at. I mean, we're seeing it in 
um, the church I'm at is, has a heavy benevolence and generous heart. And the me, you don't have to look very far to find needs to help whether, yeah. uh, someone, someone lost their power for four days here. So their, their, their food and, you know, they had a freezer and a freezer and a fridge went out and rally the community and yeah, get him a new, new fridge and showing up with stuff from Costco. I, I just think when I think about, especially online ministry, whether that's streaming or a website, it's like problems when the power goes out. I think there needs to be an element for all of us, even if you're not an official ministry of, of like you're saying, storing up for, to help others or, or thinking about how you help your neighbor. And right. Well, and that's what I mean by an equipping ministry. I want to teach you how to fish, not just mm -hmm. buy you or feed you a fish dinner. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't, you know, cause we're, we're pretty private about it, but a lot of people don't know that we have a nonprofit here in Utah called hungry hearts United. And we feed four or 500 kids a week through that nonprofit, uh, through another nonprofit where we can actually provide either the funds or go and purchase the things necessary for those, those lunches and, you know. Yeah, that's great. You know. And that's just part of it. You know, I, I think uh, the live streaming is a huge, you know, speak as far as the spiritual aspect of it, the live streaming, the books, being able to travel and get to your town. Or I think, mean, for example, we can show up in Florida and let everybody know in Florida that we're going to be in, let's say, two places on two different dates or three different dates and have them come to us, you know. We can do that in Florida. We have the numbers in Florida. We can do that in Dallas. So we're, you know, that would include Oklahoma. You know, we sell a lot of books through, um, we, we sell a lot of the Facebook through Lion and Lamb um, ministry. Um, you know, and um, so we, we, I want to I consider those options too. You know, show up to, at a state, maybe show up in two or three different cities and let everybody know and do this live where we can actually where you can join us and, and, and lay hands on these people and anoint them with oil and that type of thing. And, um, you know, but, and then, yeah, and, yeah, and then, and, and we have to consider, well, what about travel? I mean, they're talking about some crazy stuff. They're talking about interstate interrupting interstate travel. Um, there, you know, and what happens if, when the electricity goes out? I mean, you know, I think we might all have to start watching the, what is that? Kevin Costner's movie, The Postman. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> we've seen plenty of apocalyptic movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's where some people would like to have us. And they're not, and, and those particular people, you know, that stinking Brandon guy. Uh, let's go, Brandon. He uh, He's not very uh, Judeo-Christian friendly. I don't know if that's going to get us in trouble for saying what I just said there, but... Uh, God is good and does good. I need to probably say something to save me from myself. <laughs> you know, hey, Alan, what, so how are you planning to do the Torah portions? 
What's that going to look like? So um, we're going to, um, I'm putting together a set in my living room because I have a nice old, old school fireplace there. And we're going to, uh, it'll be, it'll just be like, uh, like I said, so we have like three, we have three tiers on Patreon and um, the, the first tier, the $7 a month tier, they'll get a 15, I think it's 10 to 15. I have it written down 10 to 15 minute. So I'll, I'm basically going to be teaching on that week's horror portion. All right. So you're going to do like a live video. Uh, no, it'll be pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Okay. Yeah, it won't be live. It'll be pre-recorded with, you know, yeah. And so it'll be like, a, I think it's anywhere between 10, 15, 20 minutes. That'll, it'll, you know, that'll be for that tier. And if you're, uh, if you're on Patreon at that level, the $7 level, I think it is, um, either way, if you're a Patreon, you're invited to uh, Exodus Expedition Group, which is a private uh, Facebook group. Um all of them will have access to that that 10 to 15 minute, I forgot what it was. I have it written down, like I said, um, version of that teaching. And then we have two other tiers, the $25 and $50 tiers. Those two tiers will get the full 30-minute, whatever it is, 30, 35-minute uh, teaching. And it's one, uh, we've we here's and there's there's two reasons why we're doing that. One uh, we've been asked multiple times, hey, do you guys have a Shabbat service? No, we don't have a Shabbat service. We don't have a Shabbat service that's live or pre-recorded or anything like that. We, I just don't have one. Um, and so this will meet that need, I believe, because it's a weekly Torah portion. And two, yes, we're trying to build the Patreon uh, portion of this ministry because we most ministries have like a full-blown, hey, you know, Send us your money thing. They do the love gift. Hey, and if uh, like a three or four tier love uh, love gift offering on a monthly basis, and for fifty dollars you get this, and for a hundred dollars you get this, and for two hundred and fifty dollars you get this, right? I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not. No, this this takes this costs money to do this. This stuff costs money. Um, and in order for us to be able to do it, I have to, I, I have to avoid, you know, if I worked a nine to five, I wouldn't be able to do this. You know what I'm saying? There's when would I be able to do this? So there's, there's all those pieces, you know, plus, you know, we, there's other, there's other, it doesn't just go into our pockets. Obviously it goes, maybe, into- maybe you could get a record deal. Yeah. Right. A record deal or a book deal. Um, and so, so yes, we're trying to grow the Patreon because, well, in order for us to do, so I, we have a vision. We, we know the Holy Spirit's in it because, see, God doesn't do things half-ass. And when he told us to do this, I saw, remember when um, Paul was blind on the, uh, in, in, on the way to Damascus, right? So he's in a, in, on, in a room on the street called Straight. Right. And the Holy Spirit told was it Ananias? Was that the guy's name? Yep. He told him, hey, you know, Paul's in town. Well, hell yeah, we know Paul's in town. He's, he's here to kill us. He's got legal letters. He's got legal contract. He's got, what, what, what word do I use there? He's got the legal documentation to arrest us and kill us all. So, yeah, I know he's in town. He goes, well, I've met him on the way here. I've encountered him. And now he's in a room on the street called Straight, and he's blind. And I've shown him your face. And so you need to go to him and lay hands on him so that he'll become unblind 
because it's your face that I've already shown him. He needs to see your face when he opens up his eyes. The point is, God will show you your face in the future, and it's your responsibility to get your ass where your face is. So, when he told us to do this, when you know, back in 2017, when he told me to write this book, and, he, and that whole process began, and then in 2019, he, he told me to start ramping up my, now I was calling it, remember I was calling it my tele-evangelist portion of the ministry, <laughs> which is now, you know, the live streaming portion, he told me to ramp it up. And I'm like, why? I just went, I was gone um, uh, once a month, May through October last year in 2019. I'm going to be gone even more, you know, we're going to, and, but you know, cause he knew what was going to happen. And this is the, the vehicle. Um, so when we started all this, he showed us our face in the future. We're just trying to get our butts where our face is in the future. And that requires, well, fun, funding, right? So we reach out into the future, the power of the age to come, grab a hold of that provision, and we bring it into our now. And we talked about this in the Exodus to Ingathering when we were talking about money. We talked about this. We talked about it. calling out dollar. Remember, some of you will remember that. That's what we're talking about. That's where we're headed. And in order to do that, we have to grow it. So instead of just asking for money. Let's provide you with stuff in exchange. I'd rather sell you an album or a t-shirt, you know, when I was in a band than just get free money. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. Alan, because I don't know if people know how to get on Patreon for you. Oh, it's patreon.com forward slash E2IS. And uh, is Alyssa here? Is she the one posting? Who's posting? Is Alyssa, um, can you post those links, Alyssa, if you're here? I don't even know if she's here. Um, but it's... You should put that on your YouTube page. Yeah, too. it is. Oh, it is. It's on the description. Yeah, it is. So anyway, so we're excited because uh, so that's what that's going to look like. So we're going to be in a nice, you know, living room set with a fireplace. It's winter. I can do that. And we're going to uh, give some teaching on the on the Torah portions. And if you don't know what the Torah portions are, I'm sure the majority of you do. Um, the Torah portions are. Uh, a breakdown. They've been the Torah portions have existed for a very long time. In fact, the majority of scholars believe that when Jesus uh, in Nazareth he was teaching uh, in a synagogue when he opened up to read Isaiah and it was about him. That a lot of the majority of scholars believe that he was essentially just reading the Torah portion. So, well, last night's discipleship study was. I mean, it was basically patterned after the Torah portion of this week, the Toldot, the generations. And it had me going, especially when you talk about the um, reality of Romans 8, the flesh and the spirit. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I started writing and writing and writing because, you know, I did the I did a private email to about 140 people every Friday night for three years straight, the Torah portions for every week. I've taken a big break now, about six wow. months from doing that. So, you know, I got all that stuff, and you've seen right. some of them before. Yeah. But last night, I went, oh, my gosh. It's just like something clicked off, and I ended up writing. But when you think about Jacob and Esau, when you think about Abraham, mm-hmm. um, it I don't want to get into it because it just – I wrote immediate, uh, a whole new Torah portion, a little five-minute ditty on it, and it uh, – um, Last night, 
going back to the beginning of the field manual and looking at that just inspired the whole thing with the uh tour portion in me last night again so oh, wow. say that was fruit just well that's awesome so the field manual the first field manual yeah um is each week is loosely based on the Torah portion. Yeah. Um, each, each scripture or passage is in the Torah portion for that week. I think like nine out of 10, you know, like out of the 52 weeks or whatever, I think 48 of them follow that type yeah. of thing. Right. On purpose. Yeah. Um, the second field manual that we're in, we're about 20 weeks into it. It's called Covenant Culture. It's all about the covenants. It's not following the Torah portion. It's following covenants broken down weekly. Um, and so when we decided, so we were, so we were contemplating, do we, because we have all these new readers and viewers that, you know, because, you know, Rude Awakening, we, Deliberately, you know, we were promoting the Exodus in Gathering Field Manual because we weren't able to in 2020. Um, because we have all these new people, do we begin where we are at in the Torah portions, which would be, I think, week 35, or do we start with week one? Now, if we started with week 35, we would be finished by the time the next one could come out in March, right? Covenant culture, if we're following the Torah portions, but we're not on the second one, so it didn't matter. So, how about we start with week one, go all 52 weeks, and then at the end of that 52 weeks, then we'll, you know, by then we will have in your hand the, the second field manual, Covenant culture, um, which then that's why I mean it buys me more time to finish writing it, which also opens up the ability for me to do the Torah portion for Patreon, work on some new music. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It actually gives me some breathing room and allows us to do some more things uh, to grow what it is that God's doing right now through us and with us. And, and you know, here's what's really exciting about it all. You know, I, I, my business card doesn't say the Apostle Alan Aguirre. It doesn't say that. It also doesn't say the Prophet Alan Aguirre. It doesn't say that. But here's what ex what's exciting about all of this. Um, we are more than, we are most definitely in the prophetic stream of what the Holy Spirit is actually saying and doing in the earth today, right now. And we know that because we're telling you things, especially through this show. This show has become like this, almost like a prophetic um, lightning rod, you know? Uh, remember that stick that you would use to find water? That type of thing. What's that called? But um, this show has become that organically. And we're saying stuff on this show that you will f see three, five, seven, ten days later other like legitimate prophetic voices that do have profit on their business card saying, you know, uh, I'm on rude awakening talking about Ephesians six. What does Jonathan Khan come up with two weeks later? Ephesians six. See what I'm saying? That's what I mean. So we, my wife and I are very comforted by that because we know that we can be just as easily deceived as anybody else. You know, that's why we've got to always watch our six. That's why we have covering. That's why we have accountability. That's why we are under submission. We're under authority. You know, we're not just out there on our own doing this stuff by ourselves. And so um, that is 
something I am very excited about, knowing that, and you should be too, knowing that we are on track with what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing on the earth, in the earth realm today. And we don't want to veer from that. And so the things we have in the pipeline, the, the, the list that we created in the last two weeks on what we, on how we should go forward, how we think we should go forward, isn't just something we we're just making up nilly willy. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, Oh man, what Tim? You're nuts, man. Water warlock. <laughs> He's nuts. Don't listen to him. <laughs> He's very astute, you know. He's funny, man. He's got it going. He does. What do you think, Lenny? Yeah, I, you know, hey, let's face it. What the Holy Spirit is saying is he's raising up teachers and prophets and apostles to release the understanding of what's needed for what's to come. The adulting, you know, all those yeah. important things. Uh, oh, wait, you got to see hashtag adulting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hashtag adulting. I posted a Cindy Jacobs. No, not Cindy Jacobs. Uh Who's the, the woman I I posted something she said yesterday. She had a, uh, a dream or something. Heidi, Heidi Baker? No, not Heidi Baker. Who's the other one? Someone remind me who I posted on yesterday. Uh, she had a she had a vision or something about like these people, lightning pe people of light, and they weren't necessarily conventional. You know, she's talking about tomorrow and, the, you know, leaders and movers and shakers. Patricia King, thank you. Yeah. I posted something in the Million Church about her yesterday. See, Tim's paying attention. I appreciate that, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, somebody else talk. Let me go get, I'm going to go get some coffee. So I'm going to bow out, let you guys get a chance to talk. What is that? Is that like a, uh, was that like a, what's it called? Yeah, a, I got uh, coffee. I'm raising my cup. Coffee. A little, get a little it. Zoolander, a little Zoolander cup of coffee for midgets or you can't say midgets. Can you? This is the cup? official Allen cup. Oh, look, that's, that's from my, Check from my it out. awakening thing. Yeah. I didn't get one of those. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your mug say on it? Mine. Yeah. What's that say? That's yeah. the name of God with the vowel points. Yeah. Exodus 3.15. The name of God with the vowel points. They, uh, that's, a, that's like their big deal. Um, they have like, that's a logo on their building. They have shirts. They have stickers with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they've got these cool black mugs that I steal from them. No, they know I have them. Awesome. Um, and they come with lids too. I just never use them. So I'm going to go get another cup of Joe. Uh, could you guys, do you guys mind? Not at all. Awesome. I'll be right. It's interesting because uh, um, he's talking about the Torah portions and, and uh, they're just, they're fascinating as you, as if you follow them, it never fails because you're looking at not only the um, law and the prophets, you're looking at the Haftarah, the, the, um, New, you're looking at what we understand as the New Testament and how it all fits together. It's just, it's the way the Holy Spirit just orchestrates it, you know, and 
like he says, that's what Jesus, when he went into the synagogue, each week they would read these portions from the scripture. And he was part of that. He did that. And when you start to look at the, the dynamic that they used, you know, they didn't cover all verse by verse of everything. They, I believe, was inspired by the Spirit of God to pick just certain places. Let me, if I can, real briefly, just I'll just want to go through really quick what came up from what Alan was teaching yesterday. Yeah, cool. All right. The, the whole premise was for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The carnal mind is enemy against God and is not subject to the law of God. Indeed, it can be. And so we know the word flesh is yet hurrah, which means evil inclinations for our self-preservation, for lust and all that. That's what the flesh is. It's evil inclination. And life and peace, we know what that is. We know it's, 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 it's Torah and it's uh, shalom. It's everything. So anyway, yesterday's, this week's Torah portion is called Toldot Generations. It's about Abraham. And it, and, um, it describes the life of Isaac and it focuses on the birth of Jacob and Esau. And it's interesting, Abraham taught many people about God, but when you look at Isaac, he only taught Jacob, two different types of people. Abraham's main virtue was kindness, just said, Isaac's was strength. And yet Isaac had to display strength to choose between good and evil, Jacob and Esau. And you look at what God put into him, and yet he didn't abandon the kindness. So when you put all those things together, you know, I'm just running through this really quick. You know, Rebecca had that struggle in her with the life of two nations. And uh, it's interesting. Isaac had to choose and he had to really address those things. And so when you look at uh, that struggle that was in Rebecca, it speaks clearly of Romans 8 between the flesh and the spirit and our struggle as a human nature. So when you look at those things and those things laid out in the very beginning, it's amazing to see what goes on. And um, if you love God's law, the scripture literally says, then you're spiritually minded. And what's his law? It was understanding that he is wedded to us. It's understanding that he is not only the husband, but the father. And there's just so many other principles that you bring out of it, just out of that little portion that people don't realize when you you you, you read that and the wealth that you can mine from that. So, hmm. um, and, and I, what, I went just through one verse. I mean, when you, you, when you read, uh, it actually goes from Genesis uh, 25, 19 through 28, 9. The wealth that's in there is just unbelievable. It's one of the most strange and yet clearest understanding of our walk, of what it means to walk, having the Spirit of God in us, following after uh, Jesus. So that, that's just a snippet. And that's all I do when I did my tour portions on Friday. So I'm about ready to ramp that up. I'm going to do a whole Zoom teaching thing on what righteousness and fear of the Lord is in preparation for what's to come, knowing how to navigate spiritual warfare. So that's a whole different other subject. Wow. That's amazing. I'll post so it on YouTube when I get it done. Where did, uh, 
Where, what are the or- origins of the actual list of Torah readings? Because it, it's not really in Scripture. It, it references it in Scripture. But do you know, was, do you know how that started? You know, I, I really don't. I, I know some say it's part of the oral tradition that was passed down. Yeah. Alan, do you know much about that? The, and, it seems like there might be more than... Yeah. Obviously, there's one that's probably the, the standard, but there's yeah. probably a couple of different versions, I'd imagine. I think it was the rabbinic dis- disciplines, and yet not all rabbinic disciplines were wrong. It's when they added to the commandments of God or, or, or really screwed up that way, because Jesus, he participated in some of their traditions. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was there with it, you know, with Shabbat. Yeah. Just the understanding, because they find that that was uh, passed down through Melch- Melchizedek, I think, to Abraham. Yeah. And so uh, the blessing of the uh, what God gives. So these are some of those things that we um, you just along the way, you go, oh my gosh, it just brings life. You know, in our Christian tradition, we, we had our. Um, what I grew up in reading my 20 chapters a week. And, you know, a lot of people do their daily devotions and what that means. You know, I, I follow the Murray McShane program of uh, my daily reading along with the Torah portions, which is going through the old Testament once and the new Testament twice. And it's interesting how that just follows after the Torah portions. When I'm reading them all together, it just blows up in your mind and in your heart. So it's it's a, you can find, lion and lamb has it uh, posted so it is one nineteen ministries of uh, what the actual Torah portion looks like the um, first fruits of Zion uh, yeah first fruits of Zion does I usually so. I usually go there because it's well it's interesting when it comes to project like in our calendar yeah I don't know if you know but we have a, an actual calendar that's considered quite the uh, the hit out there with the Torah community because it's like the first of its kind it's like you know it's not yeah. just something on the wall it's an actual physical calendar journal you know yeah you can actually it's it's a it's an actual working calendar yeah there it is yeah with but, um, cliff notes <laughs> yeah but when when it, when it comes to putting that together, we have to project in the future what's going to happen with Torah portions because they, they're not the same, right? And so you have to go into some other rabbinical stuff. Yeah, there you go. It's got the two week, uh, the two uh, two page monthly view and the two page week view. It's, it's a very practical resource. You need an app for that. Oh, I know, right? Jeez, don't even get me started. You, got, you know, an app developer. Dude, Let's talk. You would. You can you could kill that man. That'd be know, awesome. You, do you know an app developer? Because every time I talk to an app developer, they're like an ASP programmer. They're flakes, absolute man. complete flakes. But they're anyway, a dime, they're a dime a dozen. But anyway, but that's why they're the majority of their flakes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's another app idea. We ha- anyway, anyway. So um, <laughs> um, I have we have a great app idea that could fund this whole thing if we could find a a, a legitimate developer. So if you know a legitimate uh app developer that would do both you know what is it android and uh os mac os let us know ios anyway um what was i saying oh yeah so we have to project and so we you have to go into actual rabbinical stuff because uh messianic stuff only goes so far so so um but yes you know traditionally 
it's it, it they say it, it suggested that it dates back as far as babylon the, the babylonian captivity like i think tim actually said something about it and um and they use they use like um ezra's reading of the torah and nehemiah as an example of how they were doing it in babylon and how it was brought into israel into the land because if you remember, remember Ezra, Nehemiah 8, I actually quote Nehemiah 8 in the feast book because it's so amazing. It's actually talking about, hey, uh, you know, the scriptures actually say we're supposed to be um, living in booths this month. And they do, they do it's interesting, they do, um, is it true, they do trumpets and they do tabernacles, but they don't say anything about Rosh Hashanah, uh, Kippur, something like that. But the point is, they, they, they're, ex they're reading the Torah to the people, just like Moses did. See, you can go back even before Babylon. If you want to be technical, Moses read the Torah every year to the people. And you're supposed to do that on... Um, Shemitah, isn't it the Shemitah year you read the whole that Torah too. through? Yeah, but you also you can also do that um, during uh, Sukkot as Sukkot. well. Sukkot, that's when they do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we know for a fact that Moses read the Torah, all of the Torah, to ever, to the people yearly, and he read it before he died. And Joshua followed in that, right? Because you have you have uh, Moses reading the Torah to the people. Uh, he puts them on two mountains, one for blessing and one for cursing. And then, and then he has everybody swear on heaven and earth that they would keep it. Right? And then Joshua did the same thing. Joshua duplicated his rabbis, what his rabbi did, and that was he read the Torah to everybody, had them separate on two mountains for Torah and blessing, uh, blessing and cursing, and had everybody swear on heaven and earth that they would keep the Torah. And what does Jesus say in Matthew 5? Do you know what he says in Matthew 5, Chris? <laughs> mm, I'm not sure what you're looking for. What? Here, you got your Bible? Beatitudes. Yeah, so check out Matthew chapter 5. I'm, I'm, I'm picking on you, but that's why you're here, right? Because you love me and you know I'm, I pick on you. Is that true? Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm scheming in here. All right, chapter, um, so in chapter five, if you go to, I haven't come to abolish, all right? Yeah, so go to verse 18. What's it say? I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not so what, much. What, what, until what passes away? Earth. Heaven, heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. But, and why would he say that? Because the covenant is made with a swearing. They made a covenant. They swore against heaven and earth that they would keep Torah. And Jesus is saying what? Until heaven and earth pass away, not a jot or tittle. This Torah is a legitimate binding. So you're saying until, means, until, until hell means affirmed. Mm. Not replaced. What are you saying, Chris? I say he's saying until hell freezes over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Wow, that's so good. Right. But as Christians, we won't. We don't know that because we don't know about yeah. Moses and Joshua doing what they did. Or if we do know about it, we don't make the correlation. It's hidden in plain sight. So it's exciting stuff. 
So which, uh, so what, what verse specifically is he references in Torah, in Torah? Do you know? Jesus? Yeah. A whole bunch of them. I mean, in, but in 18, Matthew five eighteen. Oh, he's just saying, no, he's just saying the whole Torah. Okay. No jot or tittle. No. Yeah. So a jot or tittle is like a, it's a punctuation point. It's a little mark, like an accent or a period or a comma. Not even right. those are going to, he's, so he's, what he's doing, he's, he's breaking it down to the most granular level and saying not even a jot or tittle, not even a comma or an apostrophe will be done away with of the Torah when it comes to the Torah until heaven and earth pass away. Because that's what that's that's what's binding us. Our covenant is based on an oath, a solemn oath made against sword against heaven and earth. Yeah, that's the that's the verse. Where what part is he referencing when you're talking about covenant, heaven and earth? Oh well, you'd have to go back and look at it. I mean, when did, when Moses? There, I mean, there are there. I don't know what the actual verse is in the Torah mm. when Moses had them swear on heaven and earth. It's in there. It's in Deuteronomy. It's in Exodus. Uh, and Joshua does the same. That's what he would be referring to. Wow. Yeah. I've never, never heard that teaching. That's great. Right. Yeah. Cause well, yeah. And you won't because well, either you can't teach what you don't know, or there is an agenda and that's to keep Christians aren't going to teach their people to keep Torah. We're not under the law. We're not under God's covenants. We're saying you know, there's great. a backstory to that where it goes back to Abraham in Genesis when he yeah. told him to look up to the skies of heaven and earth. And uh, then Moses had a download from the Holy Spirit when he penned this and he heard from the Spirit. Remember, this all goes back and back and back. That's part of what covenant theology is. Yeah. None of the covenants were done away with. They were built upon one another. So then we become partakers of the precious covenants that go back to Abraham. Yeah. And people don't understand the, the power and the authority we have in that. And, and and I apologize if I if I'm putting you on the hot seat. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I don't. It's good. I'm not. I wouldn't have come up with that verse. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it, it, Jason or Tim or anybody out there, uh, anybody out there, uh, if you want to actually cite where Moses has the people swear against heaven and earth, I don't have time to find it right now. I'm I'm doing this uh, as well as Joshua. That'd be awesome. But yeah, it's in there. <laughs> And that's what Jesus is referring to. It's really good to watch. What I, I like the I like the um, thinking about these like Moses, Ezra, and Nehemiah, who were however you want to call them, entrepreneuristic or apostolic. Yeah. So there was a teaching or this understanding of or a command of what you're supposed to do, and they figured out if Torah, if um, Moses was going to have to read Torah once a year, he'd have to you know where would I start? What's the order I'd read it in? Like there was like planning or a map or a strategy, like what you were talking about earlier. Going away, the download. Okay, I know what I'm supposed to do, but how has God gifted me, or what's the vision He's given to me right. to implement this? Like Nehemiah would have done that too. Like, oh man, Moses, you did this. Joshua did this. We got to get back to to doing it. I know. Let's come right. up. What if if we had to read it every year and we read the same amount every day? What would we read? Oh, let's call that the daily Torah reading. So there was like a yeah. that was his version of an app. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I just find that's fascinating, yeah. and how it's affecting 
people's lives today. Yeah. So he, he built on something that God told him to do in a way that made sense. It didn't contradict right. the teachings for wide dissemi- dissemination. That's yeah. fascinating to me. Now, even though Torah was observed in Babylon, I mean, we know Daniel did. We know uh, Ezekiel did. We know these guys actually kept the Torah. It says so. But as a whole, as a population, they didn't. Well, that's why, that's why we see that happening in Israel, in Nehemiah with Ezra, right? And that's why they're going, hey, look, we've, we haven't been doing this thing. Uh, we need to do this thing. And it literally says that that, that Feast of Tabernacles that year, uh, they hadn't celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles like that in like seven, since the days of Joshua of Nun, something like 700, 900 years or something. Crazy. Here we go. I mean, Alyssa put it down and uh, Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. Deuteronomy thirty nineteen. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. And what do we say about life according to Romans eight nine? It's spiritual. Yeah, that's spiritual. He says, choose the spirit over the flesh. Just a thought. It's good stuff. It's just again, it's just so much again that Christianity is is missing out on because they either don't know it or they're not going to teach it because they don't know it or because you know again, this isn't the stuff that the enemy. You know, it's like some of us have known that the government isn't trustworthy for a long time. I mean, I was a punk rocker in the seventies. <laughs> Um, a lot of people are just coming to that realization in the last two to four years. Welcome to the party. It's the same type of thing. You know, the, the enemy doesn't want us to know a lot of stuff because it's empowering. It'll, 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 you know what I'm saying? If we know how, what's going on, if we, if we saw behind the curtain, we would, we would go, Oh, right. Right. The Democrats call it being woke. We're, we talk about, we, we call it um, being awakened. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, Alan, I got to say this because do. it's bubbling up inside of me. The, the, here's a practical application of Revelation 19.10. What does that say? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We, we can go a lot of different ways. We know what understanding what prophecy is, but... Here's the testimony of Jesus right here, because if you go back to this, this speaks of the life that comes from Jesus. He's the living Torah. And here is a spirit of prophecy right then and there that's catapulted to the end of the age. That's just one application of it. But those are the things that people don't see. And it's at the end of the book. The testimony of Jesus right. is the spirit of prophecy. Um, I mean, you can go on and preach that for in so many different right. ways. And, and that's how you know that the enemy is all about it, and he's like so intertwined with it, because yeah. Christianity will tell you, oh yeah, Jesus is the Word made flesh. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Well, he's the Torah no made flesh. He's the Torah made flesh. Because... Both Jesus and Paul, right? So traditionally, the fi- the first five books of Moses are the Torah. But then, if you look at if you read Jesus and li- watch what he says and Paul, they quote the the Psalms as Torah uh, and the minor prophets as Torah. They basically quote the Old Testament as Torah. 
both Jesus and Paul. So, Jesus is the Torah. He's the Torah made flesh. He's the Word made flesh. And for us to even consider, to even entertain the possibility that, well, no, Jesus is the Bible made flesh. That's what the word means. It's because they're a special stupid, because the Bible didn't exist. It's a Catholic, Catholic construct. No, the scriptures are the word that, made, that was made flesh. That's the Torah. Jesus is the Torah made flesh. So for Jesus to come, for us to be, to, to, to do away with himself, is like the greatest demonic deception out there. Or one of them. And we've got 2,000 years of Christianity, 1,800 years of Christianity based on the premise that Jesus did away with himself and that he, and that we're not under him. That's why when, when Christians say, I'm not under the law, they're literally saying, I'm not under God's covenants. Wow. As yeah. a believer, you don't want to confess that? That's, that's damning. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so interesting. If you if you back way up, Moses is reading the Torah out loud, which is amazing. How many hours does that take? Oh, we should sure. time it. It's a long time. Um, and then ra the oral traditions, they're like, well, Moses did it. We're going to do that. We're going to read our lists. We're going to do this every day. But where it, like where it got off the rails it's so interesting how you could read it, read that, and become numb to it. That's, I mean, because it's, a, it's devoid it, of the spirit. Yeah, it's a warning. Yeah. You know, I, you know what? I, I just want to cry because, you know, we just, the flesh, our flesh, it's evil. But he sanctified it. Jesus' flesh, the Word made flesh, was perfect. The perfect sacrifice. Our Passover lamb. The perfect piece of flesh there ever was, was sacrificed for our sins. And uh, that Word made flesh gave us life. Even though that flesh died, but it was resurrected. I don't know, just all those thoughts. His goodness, his love. I'm going to life. Ah. I'm going to read something out of my. <laughs> I know this sounds so weird. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to read a little something out of my book <laughs> called "The Feast and Love." That based on what you were, what based on what we're talking about, that's why the the first fruits offering that the priest gave on first fruits is so yes. amazing. Check this out. Uh, Israel is to bring, I am on page 162. Israel is to bring a first fruits offering to the priest. The priest would then wave the offering before Adonai as a dedication to him to be accepted on behalf of the people. A male lamb was then sacrificed as a burnt offering to Adonai, along with a food offering of unleavened bread mixed with oil and a drink offering of wine. You can read this in Leviticus 23, verses 12 and 13. All of these elements represent Messiah. A lamb, unleavened bread mixed with oil, wine. Feast of First Fruits is when the anointed Messiah, the sacrificial lamb, rose from the dead, unleavened and oiled, as the accepted offering through the shedding of blood, the wine, to be presented before the Father for his acceptance on behalf of the people, Wave sheaf offering. 
Hallelujah. And that happens on Saturday night, not Sunday morning, people. That's right. Now, I want to I address something that Michael Burke is saying publicly here and regarding Ezra 2, that there's a problem with it because there's no temple. I wouldn't look at it that way. I would look at it as a foreshadowing of your being the temple. You don't need a building. Now, it hadn't been built, and that's why they were there, and they are going to get spanked for that later on. And if that's what you're referencing, then yes, I agree with you. <laughs> Speaking of, remember in September I had that word, and, uh, and then I, I looked it up. We were talking about Haggai and something that Lance had been talking about because, right, following this whole Nehemiah 8 thing. And then I went to look at it and I, holy crap, this happened in 48 hours because in 48 hours it was going to be literally the date in Haggai. And it was going and it covered all the way through the end of September through tabernacles. And, right. and what was the what, what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be busying ourselves by, by building his tabernacle within us. Remember that word? Well, we need to look at um, what's going on from there, right? Because what happens after that is we start entering into what Ezekiel was talking about and Haggai continues talking about, and that's the high priest Joshua, Yeshua, the branch, the seven candlesticks, we need to actually take a look at that, like a serious look at that. And, and see what the Holy Spirit is saying regarding that for us today going forward. Cause I, cause again, we were, remember we were talking about that, Chris. Uh, God knew this was going to happen. So there's a, so because God knows that there's a prophetic timeline in place. Mm -hmm. What is that? Where are we? And then I, and then 48 hours later, I'm like, Oh, we're on this date. Well, what happens after that is what I just mentioned. We need to go look. How about the three of us go look at that independently? So that next Tuesday we can start, we can come back and start re resourcing these people on where we're at on this timeline. Yeah, that sounds good. I have it saved somewhere. Send it out again to us, okay? Uh, Haggai two. Start from there because right, when you start looking at, just look up the uh, the high priest Joshua, and he's in Ezra, and I think in Jeremiah he shows up a couple, two or three places. Uh, the branch, the seven lampstands, Zechariah three. Right, the, the 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 branch, the seven lampstands, and then remember he they took his clothes off and put him gave him new clothes and a new turban. The high priest Joshua. That's yeah, that's going on. <laughs> you know what? He's gonna come back. A lot of that points to him coming back as a lion. And that's the understanding that's being released in the released in the times we're in. Oh my gosh! I got there's just a lot of download right now happening. Write it down. Okay. Wow! 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 Now, don't get me wrong. There is a temple in our future, made of hands, but that's also of the spirit. Right. You know, one and doesn't replace, one doesn't necessarily remove the other. You know? And the controversy is, is it going to be rebuilt before he comes back or when he comes back? Yeah. There's not a, enough definitive evidence. And when they try to go to it, the Hebrew screws them up because you can't say that. 
text without a context. See, so, so listen, look at this. This is what I'm talking about. No, I did not know this. Alyssa is saying that Johnny Enlow just posted about Haggai recently also, maybe a week ago. Well, we did this again. I'm not trying to say I'm not the end all, but I love the fact that we're doing this before these guys are doing it because that just means we're on track. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it's right. If I said it after these guys, then it's kind of like, uh, but saying it before is doesn't put me ahead of them. No, it just helps confirm that we're not just a bunch of dumbasses up here talking out of our. Uh... Yep. He who has ears to hear. Yeah. Hmm. See, I, I'm sorry if, if, if I'm sounding crude. I get excited about this stuff. This stuff excites me. You know what? There is not a Torah app now that I think about it. Do you realize sure there's that some sort of Torah app? There is no Torah. All right. I'm going to go look. Come on, Alan. Let's go. Dude, find me the freaking developer and we'll do it. I'll reach out to some people. Don't Man, it's a, make it happen. Yeah, it's an opportunity. Well, we got to be happy. Do you know what you have to do behind the scenes just to get it approved by Google and Mac? Oh, geez. Okay, there's a Torah Anytime, Torah, Torah English, Pocket Torah, Torah Mitzion, Utorah. Let's see what these are. Torah Anytime. Torah Anytime. Welcome to Torah Anytime. The wait is finally over. A beautiful new design and loads of new features make the new TAT 3.0 app, Torah Anytime, a must to download, many more new features are to be rolled out. Instant access to top quality video and audio Torah classes by the world's greatest Torah scholars. Mm. See, there's there's Torah stuff out there, but what, but what they don't have, they don't have. I don't even, I don't even have a copy of it. A calendar online. <laughs> Tim said it right. Meta Torah. You can come up with something new. Wow, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man! Hey, shout out, right? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, Austin York, there, first time watcher, just joined you. Who? Uh, guy in the chat. Austin York, shalom, brother. Welcome, Austin. I'm watching you live. Have you been? How long have you been watching, Austin? Because we're about to wrap it up, and hopefully, we didn't scare you in the last hour. And you're also a musician. I'm sorry. This is called Alan making friends. If you didn't know. Oh, man. So are you in Austin or New York? All right. Um, So, yeah, we're at the top of the hour, but I I don't think we're done, are we? There's like one more thing. Like getting heating up. We ended up in a good good conversation, I think. We do every week, Chris. Yeah. We just never know what it is going to be and when it's going to (laughs) drop. So the encouragement is do your daily readings, spend time on the word. You know, all the stuff they told you to do. (laughs) (laughs) And if you've never done that, there's a list somewhere that shows you how to start. Oh man. Hmm. The word is in your heart. See, 
people, Christianity likes to quote Jeremiah where he will put the, the, the Torah in our heart. That's why we don't have to do it because it's in our heart. It's mm. like, a, it's a double negative. It's a negative. That. that doesn't make any sense. Oh, what do you mean I don't have to do it? Well, because it's in your heart now. Well, it's in our heart so that you'll do it, idiot. Uh, it's just, it's so frustrating because it's like, it's. Uh, you got to go back hear, to Jeremiah and read about the new covenant. Yeah. Right. And then he tells you what the new covenant's going to be. That's exactly. And it's Torah. So anyway, right. I, I hear, uh, what's your name? Whenever, when, when I, when I, when I have, when I start thinking about those things, um, She's the judge, the Jewish, the old lady Jewish judge, Judge, judge Judy. Judge Judy. I hear her in the background going, you know, yelling at him for being so stupid, you know. And then she said, and she says, if it doesn't make any sense, it's it's a lie because it doesn't make sense. Oh, I don't have to do the Torah because he put it in my heart. That makes sense. No, it doesn't. That's that's the enemy. That's that twisted, convoluted. It doesn't make any. There's, there's no reasoning behind it. No, I'm not talking about the left. I'm talking about how Satan works. <laughs> Mark Levin has a better word. He calls everybody idiots. Oh man. Oh boy. Hmm. Uh. <sighs> Good homework, yeah. Haggai 2. Judge Judy. Haggai 2. Doesn't make sense. It's probably a lie. So, he put the Torah in our hearts so we don't have to do it. That doesn't make any sense. He put it in your heart so that you would do it. He put it in your heart so you have no excuse. See, that's the thing. You don't have to worry about a priest. You don't have to worry about a high priest. You don't have to worry. No, you can just do it. Just be obedient. See, that's what he was. That's just... That's well, just the Garden of Eden. Well, I mean, Tim was referencing Psalm 119 earlier. Yep. I've hidden your word. Okay, if you're going to apostle this or come up with a plan, how would you hide God's word in your heart? Well, I would read it. And do it. Don't just be and a there, there's like a, the word. like a storing, a hiding. It's right. just a really getting as much as you can. How would you do it? finding the discipline, making a plan, putting in your heart. Why? So I don't sin. And if it's in your heart, that being Yeshua, the Torah, what does it say about the Holy Spirit and what he does in your heart with Torah and mm -hmm. with Yeshua? Then you got to look at first John two, one, two, and three. And then first John that, says, and that sin. comes to life. That's right. Right. First John sin is the breaking of Torah, breaking of Torah. You got it. So if I'm not under the Torah, I can't break it. That mean that means I can commit adultery. That's exactly right. Pork's on the menu. I can call any day of the Sabbath because they do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? On and on and on and on. No, God's not like that. God is a God of order. They'll tell you that He is. They'll they'll admit to that. Well, here's His order. He's got an actual order to all of this. It's just now, so see, it's not that, so it's never the question of that's not the question. The question is, are you going to submit to his order? No. Okay, then. And that's my favorite part about this thing. You don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not you, but I'm talking in general. Yeah. No, and, and if anyone's wondering, so Chris is here because he is a valued, he is, Chris is one of the most important men in my life. And his family and um, his insight, 
the prophetic spirit in him, right? And um, that's why he's here. He's not here. We're not here to pick on him. He's here because he's a valued resource in my life. So. Lenny's here because he's the co-host. I can't get rid of him. I tried to get rid of him. Isn't that right, Lenny? Yeah. Lenny, Lenny was my pastor way back in the 80s, and we still talk. And here. I saw some of those. I saw your wedding pictures the other day online. I'm going, oh, my gosh. No, man. 33 years ago. We were young. All of us. We were little kids, man. Our babies were the same age together. Oh, my God. Babies getting married. And now they got babies. Yeah. Yeah, remember the invitation? Deborah, Shondell, and Corn Peter invite you to the wedding of their parents. <laughs> I think Corn was three months old, four months yeah, old. Just a Wawa baby. Oh, my gosh. I really appreciate everyone's comments in here. It's it's good. It's hard to keep up sometimes. <clears throat> well, I am inspired to do my daily readings today. There you go. I got to do it before we got online. Mm. <sighs> Here's how we'll end it. Here's how we'll close. Friend of mine, very dear friend of mine, he's on here, um, sent me something, a private text message this morning. And we were talking about a verse in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And, and it says, um, let me just find that. Because, see, if we don't do what we're talking about, if we're just hearers of the word and not doers of the word, this is what we end up doing. We end up doing this. Uh, Adonai saw that the people on earth were very wicked, that all the imaginings of their hearts were always of evil only. Adonai regretted that he had made humankind on the earth. It grieved his heart. Adonai said, I will wipe out humankind whom I have created from the whole earth. And not only human beings, but animals, creeping things, and birds in the air. For I regret that I ever made them. Mm. Not just humans, but the animals too. He regretted that he had ever made creation on this planet. Because, why? We were very wicked and all the imaginings of our hearts were always of evil only. Evil imaginations, flesh. Yeah. <sighs> we don't we don't want to do that. We don't want to make the king of the universe, the cosmic ruler of all things, regret. And, and we don't want to, uh, what's to say here? We grieve his heart. And the only way you can grieve Elohim's heart, God's heart, the king of the universe's heart, is if you don't obey him. 
And see, disobedience in his eyes is considered wicked and evil. And it's always been like this since the very beginning, right? What happened to Adam and Eve? Eve was seduced by the evil one, and then she disobeyed, and she spiritually died. And his whole deal has been to prepare, to, to make a way to restore us back into right standing with him. Ultimately, through his son, Yeshua, the, the Messiah of Nazareth. That's the gospel. Awesome. For you did not, for now I know you fear the Lord, Abraham, because you did not withhold your hand and you obeyed the voice of the Lord. The first mention of the fear of the Lord. Man. We just need to obey him. He I mean, it really does come down to that. It's just, it's as simple as obedience. And what do I, what do we say? We, we always say that it's not that you can't, it's just that you won't. You choose not to obey. It's not, oh, the devil made me do it. No, he doesn't work that way. What does Al, Al Pacino say? I'm a fan of man. I don't, I don't do that. And the devil's advocate. And because, see, we're not tempted by the devil. It never says that you're tempted by the devil. What does it say that we're tempted by? Our own lusts. The lusts of your own flesh. You do it to yourself. So what you need to do is learn how to take all those thoughts and take captivity that the enemy does, right? The enemy does throw fiery darts your way. And you need to take. And he froze. That, right? And that's where, that's where this begins. By what? Throw yourself on the altar, you know, resist the devil, he will flee. Uh, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll delight in himself and uh, in you. I mean, this on and on and on. It's based and predicated on your obedience. And you can make all the excuses you want. Oh, I don't have enough money in the bank. Oh, I don't have this. Oh, I, don't, I can't find the right church. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. I mean, I, I, I hear every stinking possible excuse out there weekly. And I just go, okay, well, um, I'm not your therapist and I'm not your priest. Uh, you need to get saved. It really is an issue of, you know, we are going to help lead you to the, to the water. But you have to drink, man. And make sure you drink properly so that you can be one of Gideon's 300. Oh, see, that's, you know, I should have been ready to do this. Let's try it again. Uh, we can, as, a, as, a, as an equipping ministry, we're, we're here to lead you to the water, to the water of life. Jesus. But it's up to you to drink from that source of living water and make sure you drink properly so that you can be one of Gideon's 300. Right? 
Right. The one, per, yeah, the one percent. I was thinking as you're saying that in the story of Gideon, you're talking about drinking water. You're frozen again. Um, I'm frozen. Yeah, but in Gideon, he's he's watching how they drink from the from the water. Yeah. To choose who he. That's interesting. It's important. The water as an illustration of drinking from the water of life. Yeah. Hmm. If you don't, you can drink it improperly. I see that too. You've seen it too. Mm hmm. Yep. Hey, Chris, will you pray us out? Uh, yeah, we're not live, right? Oh, we're live. I never, oh, we're live. Oh, yeah. you hit, you hit the, I was thing. just messing with it. I was just, I was just oh, queuing up. I, I was say, repeating oh, wow. how we could have, how we could have ended it, but we didn't end it. I thought we were ended. I thought we were behind the scene. That's funny. Good thing. I kept my mouth clean. <laughs> Chris, we're live. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I will. And I was something on my heart when, I don't know if Texas red is still in the, in the hizzy, but I felt called to pray for him with his work sitch talking about losing work. So, yeah. So Lord, I just bless your name. I thank you that your mercies endure forever that your steadfast love cannot be moved by the hand of man or any other entity in the universe. We just come under your grace and thank you for this word. You're speaking to each of us, to everyone in the chat, to everyone watching. And I just, I just feel your presence. I, I recognize your presence with us today. I just want, do you want to pray for Texas red and who is losing work and, and it's not like it used to be. I just pray that you would you just pray favor and financial abundance for him and provision that he would know your portion for him and his tribe today, that he would just recognize your hand covering him. Even though the morsels might be slim, they are from you. And I just pray for anyone else watching today, too, that you would just meet their need. You know every need. Nothing is shocking to you. Um, we are more important to you than sparrows. So we just ask for your blessing and favor. And I just pray, thank you for what you said to my heart today about honoring your word. We recognize your Torah and your word is you speaking and that you are inviting us to drink from the water of life, to lap up the water of your word. And we just ask for renewed engagement and life. And like Lenny is saying, spirit, pray that you would, when we read today, tomorrow, this week, that you would connect your Holy Spirit to what we read and you would change us and open our eyes like the scales that fell, fell from uh, Saul's eyes. Open our eyes to see what you have for us to see your glory, to see the things that we are holding too tightly that keep us from understanding and seeing you for who you are, the ruler of the universe who loved us and invites us to be his child, to abide us into abiding life. We bless your name. We glorify your name and we worship you with everything we have. Thank you for your mercies. Amen. Amen. So obeying Torah is how we determine the correct way to drink from the living water.
That's good. That's how that works. Hey, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, all that social media stuff. We'll see you next week. You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.